0: Hey, Hector, did you know
1: that the MLB lockout was longer than Tom Brady's retirement?
0: What was it, 99 to 45?
1: No, no, I mean, like, the amount of days that the MLB had. Yeah, what was it, 99 to 45? I feel you, I feel you, yeah, I think it was something stupid like that. And welcome to a special episode of Breaking Down the Tape. This week will be a little bit different, uh, but obviously I am Papa Smurf.
0: I'm Hector, and today we have a special guest. It is a long, long friend from way beyond when, from the BX itself. Yatu Sabin, my boy! It is Coach Zoe, and he's here to spread some knowledge.
2: What's the word, man? How you guys doing? Thank you for having me on your platform. Buster nice to have you on, brother. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. You know, another opportunity to to be great, you know, to spread knowledge and you know to be as positive as possible, man. That's my goal every day.
1: Outstanding, man. Outstanding. So before we get into uh, anything too crazy, you know, uh, we're gonna be talking some baseball today. Coach Zoe, that's that's what he's into. That's his coaching thing. Um, so we're gonna be talking some baseball. Uh, maybe we'll hit some trivia if we have some time. Um, and, uh, before we get into it, man, let them, let everybody know where to find you, the socials. Uh, my understanding is you got a podcast too. So let them all, let them know where to find you, brother.
2: Absolutely, man. So my coaching page for motivation and baseball is coach underscore uh, Zoe underscore 25. my podcast can be found on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify um, It's Conversations with Zoe Podcast. And you guys, if you'd love to donate to my, my nonprofit, it's called Slice of Excellence, where we trade report cards for pizza.
1: Man, I love that. We Obviously, I'm sure, you know, having grown up with Hector, you know that we love to support that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. we're definitely definitely going to be on board with that, and we'll be letting everybody we know uh, know about it so that we can help. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, a slice of excellence. Yeah,
0: we'll slice let, of excellence. We'll, for from now on, we'll definitely, uh, me and Zach, will will continuously promote that um, for, sure. for people to know, because um, just like we did for our Super Bowl pool, we had uh, uh, anonymous donations for uh, Wounded Warriors Project, St. Jude, um, Cancer Society, You know, we're all for trying to promote um, the help for others in any way possible.
2: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Thank you you so much. Yeah. uh, It's definitely, you know, something that it it helps incentivize the youth. um, It helps them feel acknowledged. You know, um, pizza is probably, you could say, not the healthiest thing, but it's really just dough cheese and tomato sauce. But... It's uh, it's deeper than the pizza, you know, because not every family has money to dish it out like that, you know, and this way kids are seeing their hard work acknowledged, you know, so every household is different. I think some people lack empathy for other people's situations, you know, so $20 for your family may be a lot, it may not be a lot, and for another family, it may be a lot. So this way, that's canceled, parents don't have to worry, slice of excellence is taking care of it, and you're getting you know, dominoes to your doorstep.
1: That's awesome, man. And look, let me say, and I'm pretty sure I speak for Hector when I say this is if you got somebody who is bugging you about exactly what you're doing, like, Oh, well pizza's not healthy. You should switch you. I'll give you my number. You have them come contact me and I'll take care of it for you. Cause you're doing an amazing thing. And if that's what people have got to say about you, if that's what people have got to say about the whole program is it's it's unhealthy, right? As, as what do you got? Little Caesars over there, Hector? No, like...
0: fuck that. I, I won't do Little Caesars. I won't <laughs> yeah. do Little Caesars. But I'm trying all the pizza spots in South Carolina, trying to figure out what's the okay. closest to New York pizza. That's
1: not real yeah. pizza down there, but uh, but yeah, you you let us know if you got someone who's running their mouth because it's pizza, man. That's like you said, people got something to say about everything. But but you're doing a great thing, and that's awesome, brother.
2: Thank you, I appreciate it.
1: So, uh. Let's get into it. Hector and I kinda of brought it up in the in the uh in the little pregame there, but MLB lockout happened. We're in the, the throes of a rapid free agency. We've got baseball coming up on the fourteenth of April question mark.
2: Yeah, something like that. I know it's like first or second week of April coming up. Um the lockout was not good for baseball because baseball's boring, you know. Like baseball already is way behind every sport and I think they're, 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 the majority of their viewers are, like, 50 and from the Midwest or something like that. So baseball has to get with the times. You know, tradition is a great thing, but it also – you do a little tradition with a little bit of the new school, you know, and it, they're just not – like, the Yankees are the perfect example. Like, they're just not moving with the times. Like, Gary Sanchez, like, good riddance, but he was a Yankee far too long. You know, um, Aaron Boone is has um, – I mean, who's whose pockets he's in or good graces, like, we all know he doesn't belong there, but whoever is backing him, like, the machine behind him, you know, he's in good standing. Brian Cashman has been the GM since I was six years old, and it's time to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's done enough. Like, even Theo es- Theo Epstein has been fired. Right. You know what I'm saying? But look, Chicago, one in Chicago, one in, one in Boston. Boston is a much better team, and this is, this hurts me to say this, but we're just talking like from a statistical standpoint. In the last at least fifteen years, and it's, hard to, talks, it's, and hard, it's to hard
0: to say as Yankees fan. It's hard to say as Yankees fan.
2: The 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 Red Sox are much more relevant than the Yankees are, and and '09 was a long time ago. Like trust me, I was there. I was in my board, I was in boarding school. You know, we're having a great time watching the games. teaching Sabathia, you know. But it's – what have we done, you know what I'm saying, the last 12 years? And
0: and that's the truth, though. Like, as much as you want to be a Yankees fan and you want to – and this is where a lot of people, like, want to not give credit when credit's due when it comes to certain Yankees fans where they just think, oh, you're so hoopla in your past championships. It's like look. Yeah, we're we're not winning, but we're still in the running for a chip every year. That's one thing. We're still in the running for a chip every year regardless.
2: That's not true. Oh, when's the last one series you played in?
0: Yeah, but I mean, well, I are we I'm not in a guys. running for a chip? Are we
2: not making the playoffs? This is New York. It's chip a bust, and you know that. So, <laughs> yeah. if we didn't win, <laughs> it, we do it. So, I'm saying, you know that. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, but you can't listen. Don't be nice. The Yankees don't deserve to be called right now. We suck. I know. <laughs> and everybody yeah. knows oh, that. Oh, God. No, no. Get, Garrett, no. Cole, Garrett Cole sucks. Garrett Cole is, a, is like a travel ball pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that kid in Legion Ball who's dominant, but then he goes to travel baseball, he gets shelled. So think about it. The regular season is his time. He's a stat filler. Until I see it in the postseason in New York. Yeah, now, I bark. feel you. I feel bark. you. And it's, oh. Damn,
0: it's been a while since I've seen the, the New York, New York motherfuckers oh, no. come out here put no, no, it out man. there.
2: I, this shit, bro. I don't have because it, it, it's, it's tough, bro. The Giants suck. You know what I'm saying, I, I I turn, I have my alerts. So you know, it hurts when you gotta turn your alerts off, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I just do an episode just on turning off your alerts. That shit hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I turn on the, the Knicks alert, the Giants alert. I, I've never turned off my NBA alerts ever. I don't think I ever get to that point. But still, it's just like, uh, we we need to hit the baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 contact. See, baseball has gotten to the result right? The home run, right? But you need to make contact first, right? Launch angle is something that is trying to make baseball cool, right? That happens at the end of your swing, but it's also trying to create an angle to hit the ball, right? Hit the baseball, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. Before we start breaking down the motherfucking tape, before we start breaking down the tape, let 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 some of these people know some of your background and where you coming from. Because like like we said, this is Coach right. Joe. Coach Joe, like yeah, I grew up with him. We played baseball and shit back in the day. But this man made a career of this. This man has a resume behind what this
2: man is trying to preach right now. Yeah. So man, listen, I'm the uh I'll tell you guys this. Uh so I'll break it all down, of course, but you know, I'm the guy with, with zero college hit that went pro, you know, and I'll get to that point. So, for me, you know, baseball is, is a lifeline. You know, baseball saved my life. You know, baseball helped me stay out of trouble. You know, I mean, you seen when we went to school. You know, it was a good school in a bad neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, And we were fortunate enough that our parents could afford to send us to Catholic school. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to our parents for giving us, you know, the little more that they could give us. Um, because there weren't that many options, you know. We know that there's a food desert. You know, when we grow up, you know, there's bad neighborhoods. There's uh, Brook Ave, where I live in the condominiums, is not bad, but it's, it's surrounded by, you know, Cortland Avenue, Forest Projects, Jackson Projects, Maria Lopez, Patongies. Uh, you know, the whole area. If you know the South Bronx, look it up. But Yankee Stadium is literally like ten blocks. From where, we, yeah. from where we went to elementary school, I was always on the concourse. I was always on one six seven. Yeah, did you end up going to Hayes? What's up? Did you end up going to Hayes?
0: Nah, I got accepted to Hayes, St. Michael's, Uh, uh... Spellman, and then my parents ended up. My my dad got into a bad accident. Yeah. Um, made a lot of money off of a lot lawsuit, and. We moved, we moved out of the city. That's why okay. I couldn't go, I couldn't stay in the city with y'all dudes. We moved, we moved an hour yeah.
2: outside. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so for me, you know, baseball has taught me resiliency. You know, it's taught me that I gotta keep going. That's the moral of my whole story, is keep going. So, I sunk in little league. I ain't gonna lie, I was the right fielder. You know what I'm saying? I was cheeks. You know what I'm saying? But I also didn't have good instruction. So, it makes me a great coach is that I know how to take talent and take talent to the next level. And I also know how to take a guy that's just learning, like my guy Charlie right now, who's crushing, live pitching now, but five weeks ago was scared in the batting box. So a lot of it is confidence in relationships. Like, that's how I thrive in coaching, is getting to know my players and find out what clicks and what doesn't for them, right? But that's as a coach. So I had a coach that couldn't do nothing with me. Like, he just – I was just raw talent. You know, I was a big guy. You know, But he just stuck me in right field, played me here and there, and that was it. Never learned nothing from that man. My next coach, Coach Miguel Fitz, he was in AAA with the Blue Jays. Uh, the summer that I was going to quit baseball, he called me and said that he was going to start. Uh, I was 13, he said he's going to start his own team. And uh, that if I listen, you know, follow his lead, I'll get better. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, what do I have to lose? You know, I'm only 13, I'm going to high school soon. You know, I want to play high school baseball. Let's see where it goes. And it started the very next day. You know, we was going uh, 5.30 in the morning, going to the field, hitting, running, ground balls, all that stuff. He gave me a first base league club, And then he taught me how to play first base. And I played first base literally the rest of my career, high school, college, and pros, and never left. And so, so that just shows me both sides, you know, of a coach that can develop talent and a, and a guy that can take talent to the next level. Now, high school – uh, I went to Ohalo's high school for two years. I did well there. Um I went offensive to play the year my sophomore year. And then I transferred to boarding school. So for my hollows guys, you know, it's all love, but you guys are like, um, I don't know, like a division three school and I went to the SEC. You know, like it's just it's just different where I went, you know, not even and not even from an like from athletic side, from academic side, you know, like I went to from a school that cost $600 a month to a school that cost $45,000 a year, Mm. you know? So I was just in a different world, you know what I'm saying? And for those who who still to this day may not understand and may have hard feelings, um, my parents didn't have to pay tuition anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I got to be in in a more safer environment, you know, where I got to thrive. You know, so for all the guys who have kids now, and you're trying to give them the best, um, I was able to do that for myself through the game of baseball. You know, to get a good education, to be at a school where I I was safe, got to flourish, got to let my hair down. And honestly, at 16 years old, it was the first time I felt like I actually got to be a kid because I didn't have any worries. You know, the, the Bronx, this is 2005, 2006, Bloods, Crips. Bathidia, DDP, Lion Kings, you name it. It was it was that real gang era, the very like color sensitive where, like you honestly, what you wearing right now, Papa Smurf? You wasn't wearing that in the Bronx back then. You just was It was very color sensitive. If you had too much yellow on, we already assumed you Lion King. You had too much red on, we assumed you was blood. So the kids today are very lucky that they just get to just be themselves and express themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. without being stuck in, in this color-sensitive world. You know, so, oh, I'm on top of the world in high school. Uh, I was three-time, first team on conference. Uh, I, was like num- I was, like, top ten players in Connecticut. Um, good summer ball. And then I made a deal with the devil, it seems like. Uh, my college coach was the worst coach and probably the worst person I've ever met in my life. You know what I'm saying? And interestingly enough, uh, he coaches in the Phillies organization. And, and uh, that's what how, I saw too. Yeah. I saw that post, and I
0: wanted to bring that up. That's why I wanted to talk yeah. about your Think background about a little bit and how you was yeah. a coach, and how yeah, he was in racist. college. It looked like you caught a little rift there. I seen, I seen some posts and stuff like that, and caught a little bit of your background. How
2: going to college kind of you know changed your mindset. Yeah, I mean, college is where I grew as a man and academically. You know, I thrive, you know. Um, but baseball-wise, like, it was deep tube Like, I was better than all those guys. Like, I knew that for a fact. Like, and you could just see from the longevity of my career and what I was able to do with zero college hits, you know what I'm saying, and still got signed, still won a championship in Europe, you know, hit 400 over two years, silver Slugger both years. Like, you, God, you can't, you can't even make up a lot as good. So how – I got to know, how does one
1: get signed to anything, right? So it's it's funny that you got signed to a professional league with zero hits, and it's how does how? Like, that doesn't it's even a,
2: seem like that's a thing that's real. The hustle is so separate, and you have to be relentless. And you got to listen. You got to listen to yourself and listen to your dreams because when you dream by yourself, you know, when you lay your head at night, you close your eyes and what you see, that's what God's showing you was 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 for you. And I didn't listen to my my mother told me to give it up. Everybody, everybody like people, people were rooting for me when I got signed and they see all the stats and everything, right? But people weren't rooting for me when I had my second knee surgery and I didn't play that another season. So the thing about college coaches is college coaches, some of them are good people and some of them are the devil because they just building a resume to maybe go to the pros or maybe go to a higher level. And now he's been able to go to the higher level. But if everything got out of who he was and what he's done, he didn't help anybody become a better person. Like, think about it. As a coach, bro, especially as a college coach, I'd be a great college coach. You know why? Because my kids, my guys, you're going to be a good father. You're going to be a good husband. You're going to be a good student. You're going to be – whatever you're going to be, you're going to be great at it because you're going to be a reflection of me. Now, you can see with Post University, my, my former teammates are drug addicts. Gambling problems. Some of them do actually very well for themselves. But there's no connection there. You know what I'm saying? um To the coach currently at Post University, fuck you. Um, he's a dick. Who, you know, if he ever gets to this, it is what it is. But I told yeah, him.
0: So he, so he, he, you
2: know, he, yeah. he, he reached out to me to be a part of the alumni, the baseball alumni base, right? I told him oh no. Right, I told him no but I told him in one condition, we could talk. I'll tell you my story. And, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I don't, I don't, I don't just want to tell you, no. You know, I want to tell you why I don't want to be a part of this. Right. But maybe I could see a difference in you and maybe, maybe we could start a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Maybe, maybe we could get off on. You know what I'm saying? Cause he went to post too. You know what I'm saying? Nice coaching there and nothing came of it. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to use me as a pawn. Um, All those Black Lives Matter uh, meetings, you know, Zoom meetings, all that bullshit, all of that stuff is to save face, you know, because what's happening now? What are we talking about now? Are we still having a meeting? Are you still reaching out to alums? Are you? Or are you not? You know what I'm saying? So all that was fake. So racism lives in baseball at every level. Why do you think baseball sucks? Because black players don't run baseball. Anything with black players in it thrives. And if you look at some of the home run records, what do you see? Black players. I'm saying you see. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's, another
0: so- that's another thing because they they you know you and you you get a different like like let's say right now like you get a different uh, uh, sense of racism than I would. Yes. Because right now we're both Boricua, but you're dark skinned and I'm light skinned So right there, we're getting two different types of racism because I may get a little bit away with a little bit more than you would. Yeah. But then there's those people that still can see the Boricua in me and still give me that racism Mm -hmm. to an extent. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's just... Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, It's something that it, it just, I mean, think about it. Bernie Williams is one of the most beloved Yankees ever, Right. You can sell me this whole Call 4 bullshit that he was, they was the only ones, whatever. No. You know what I'm saying? Bernie's the black guy. You know what I'm saying? So Pettit left, and, and he did steroids and came back. You know what I'm saying? And he's still beloved. So what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Bernie Sammy the But Bernie Sammy Sosa the-
0: now wants to be like yeah. the next Michael Jackson and tan himself.
2: Yeah, man. That's just self-hate. You know what I'm saying? That's some Dominican shit. That's some other, like, self-hate, <laughs> yeah. you know... Like he just don't love himself. Whatever he got going on with him is internal. But back to my guy, Bernie. Bernie didn't get a Bernie didn't get a farewell. Um, mm-hmm. No celebration. You know what I'm saying? He was a four on the New York Yankees. You know what I'm saying hit him four hundred in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying you don't. That, you don't. Like you don't wake up and do that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that he doesn't get the recognition or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? He's a humble dude. You don't know, he hear nothing about him. He's just playing his guitar and living his life. You know what I'm saying? But, like I said, you know, Pettit went, Juice came back, all of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? He tarnished his reputation and everything, but he's still part of the core four. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And to be honest, like, did, did, did Posada have a better career than Bernie? Like, you know what I'm saying? He was a switch hitting, terrible catcher who couldn't throw nobody out and couldn't block. You know what I'm saying? He's known for his offense, not his defense. I'm saying he was a part of good plays, but it wasn't like blocking and throwing people out. You know what I'm saying? So, as a whole, think about everybody in the know everybody in the world knows who OPJ is. And he plays a sport where you wear a helmet. Right? He's bigger than football. Mm -hmm. Mike Trout is boring. Right? Boring as fuck. And that's why this guy, Stephen A, is an asshole because he says Otani. Can't be the face of baseball because he's done no English, right? But either way, Otani is a once in a lifetime talent. But the fact that Otani, an Asian man, gets in there and is more exciting than the boring white guy from Jersey is an issue for America, right? But Mike Child is born. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not, you know, he just lives his life. He goes to Eagles games. He's in, Anaheim, which is horrible, right? He's a bum for seeing the Anaheim, bro. Like he's like he's like the Carmelo Anthony of baseball, bro. A bunch of stats, but never did nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you respect Melo, though. Everybody respects Melo. You know what I'm saying? For what he did in Denver, what he did in the Knicks. He's a stat fella, and that's it. The Lakers not winning no chip this year. You know what I'm saying? Maybe next year, who knows? But this year is over. I don't know what's gonna (laughs) happen. So, to finish up with the baseball, before we start yeah. hitting a little bit
0: of these uh, uh, football topics to see what you feel about with the NFL, um, yeah. how do you feel about the free agency that's going on, especially with the lockout now ended? Yeah. You know, the lockouts ended. They they came to terms with a couple things. You know, they got bigger bases, uh universal DH, a uh, – uh, what was it? Um uh, no more starting the runner on on the second oh. base during the the extra innings. Thank God
1: for that. Yeah. That
0: was such a. How dumb is that game going to pan out for the season? And how do you think the season is going to pan out now that the lockout's over? And they got a little bit of a rush on the off season, like the little off season that they're going to have, maybe like a week and a half, two weeks, and they got to push into this 162 game season.
2: Yeah, so i will will I I'll g I'll I'll finish the career and then I'll get right into that. So what happened to me was uh, I decided to just be mature about my situation in college. I had two knee surgeries. Um but a lot of college coaches, for anybody listening, coaches in general, like kids kids are gonna make mistakes. You know, I went to college eighteen, nineteen years old. You know I'm saying, young, dumb, and full of confidence. like what you want from me? You know what I'm saying? And it's a time to grow up. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to help me be a man? Are you going to help me learn from my mistakes? Or are you just going to be an insecure, fat, white fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? And it seemed like even even a lot of my white teammates felt the kind of way towards him, too. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, he just was a bad person. So, I learned through that that sometimes you could do everything right and still come up empty. But you got to learn to do things for yourself. So, what I did, I just focused on the books, bro. Like, I'm still here getting the education. So that's what I did. I focused on the books. Um, I wasn't traveling with the team, so I, I had an internship in, uh, on campus. Uh, I had a job on campus. And that's what I was doing. I was utilizing my time. So it's funny that when we graduated, all my teammates who played four years of college baseball at a Division two school, that's trash. Like, no one cares about that. Corporate America don't care about that. Unless your father got a job long up for you, bro, you're going to struggle. Because you got a resume that's blank. You did four years of nothing. You did a you barely graduated from a mediocre school, and here you are, right? So then he so I used my time, I graduated, I did well, I, I got into coaching. That's what I was doing. So Coach Zoe was born many years ago, and that's when my love for coaching came. I was coaching youth baseball after school program. And then I ran into a guy, Coach Angel, he's one of my trainers. You know, um, he, he, he got drafted out of the Dominican Republic from the Colorado Rockies. And he said to me, yo, you too young to be coaching. You, you still got a lot of fire in you. And, you know, you should go for it. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty good with coaching. I'm making a lot of money. I'm doing my thing. And then my boy Albert, Albert Gonzalez, uh, he, he coaches uh, indie ball um, as a player catcher. And he told me, yo, I play baseball in Spain. So he's like, yo, you should get yourself together and, and go out to overseas. Like there's a website. Shout out to baseball jobs overseas. Um, those would be some good people to, to have in here too. Cause um, they got the whole Euro League baseball thing on Smash. Like they got guys yeah. in the Czech Republic, France, Spain, all over the globe, Australia. So um, shout out to baseball jobs overseas. I made my profile, and that's how I got seen from teams overseas. And I think everybody had hesitation because those guys, they base it off analytics, like, what your stats are. But then you see my video, and it's like, oh like, this don't make no sense. Like, from his video, this dude is nice. But he got no stats. Like, they don't make no sense. So what happened my first year was I got three contracts rescinded. So they sent me three contracts, three different teams in Germany, and they pulled them all back. They ended up signing other people. So I told myself that offseason, like, bro, like, did you give it your all? And I kind of went extreme mentally. Like, I bet, Like, if you die training next year, you gotta giving it your all. Like, that was my mentality. And God gave me a trainer. Shout out to of Fitness, uh, my man CJ. And we went after it. Uh, I gave it my all. I got signed to, to Austria, the Sweat Blue Bats. I went out there. Um, I hit 457. And I had a great first year. Um, I got a bullshit contract because obviously no stats. But, you know, luckily, uh, I had a 450-year-old base contract. But what helped me was that uh, I was co- I got paid for coaching. So I was running their entire organization, their 10U, 12U, and 14U teams, and I coached their softball team. So that was 10 euros an hour for doing that. So I ended up making over 1,000 euros a month from coaching. I made more money coaching than I did playing. But obviously, you know, you hit 457, you know, hit some bombs, and do your thing, but a lot of value. You know, next year I told him like I want to come back here next year. I'm not gonna shop myself. You just gotta give me double my contract. And he gave me double my contract. Because so for all the young baseball players or young athletes I think in general, just take the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like get your foot in the door. You know what I'm saying? And it may not it may not look like, trust me, everybody wants to get the call in high school and you on the couch with your with your you know, with your parents, and, and you know what I'm saying, but that's not your story. You know, everybody wants to go to LSU or Pepperdine or Florida, you know what I'm saying, and get the call. That may not be your journey. You know what I'm saying? And you just gotta keep working at it. You know what I'm saying? When it's time when you say time is coming, be ready. And that's what I did. I prepared myself. I got in better shape. I got the training. I invested in myself. And then boom. I hit four oh nine the next year, fifty home runs. Um Silver Slugger again and we won a championship in 2019. There you go.
1: There you go. Good for you, bro. So, that was, you said that was 2019, and
2: now you're back in the States coaching, right? Yeah, I'm back in the States coaching um, and just giving back to the community. I'm an 11U UH head coach. Um, that's what I do on the weekends. You know, I'm a project manager, Monday through Friday, you know, running you the podcast and, you know, and doing the slice of excellence. You know, so as far as everything moving forward with the lockout, um, I didn't. I didn't read up on everything that the guy didn't get. Honestly, what I really care about is are y'all gonna pay my leaguers? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why this guy, because that's exploitation. You know what I'm saying? When you know somebody has a dream, how do you take advantage of them? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you but you're playing. Of- you're
0: playing. Yeah, it, it's it's a give and take at the same time. Because kids, <clears throat> we're playing the game for free our whole fucking lives to now be like yeah I can be a millionaire but I want more and it's like bro but you were playing the game for free your whole life so now you're being greedy it's a it's a business it's not greed it's business bro but because at the same they, time I do so I they, do they, also Understand, like, this is billionaires who are also being very greedy who can pay these because they're making billions of dollars every year off of these guys and can't afford to pay these guys to keep the revenue coming in.
2: My brother, the dude at the concession stands makes more than the minor league player probably. That's what we're talking about, like, like minor leaguers. So, like, think about it, bro. Like, they could cough up. Think about it. You only get paid on a season. It's 12 months in a year. You know what I'm saying? Not every dude got endorsements or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Not every dude got a big signing bonus either. So if this is my job, then at least let me, like, I want to live my life and enjoy life for what I do. You Know what I'm saying? Not make $800, $200 a month or whatever that is. You Know what I'm saying? It's something that I'm doing. 27, think about it. 27 out of 30 days, 20 out of 30 days. You know what I'm saying? Traveling in shitty conditions. Bum-ass motels. Wish they got to pay for motels. Motel isn't even free. I got homies in the minors, bro. I got homies in the minors in Toronto that he going to the show. That he was sleeping on the mattress, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you don't got parents behind you that are going to help you fulfill your dream, then what, bro? Not everybody has a safety net. So what happens to the guy with no safety net that is doing this to make it to the show? You know what I'm saying? So let me get a little 50, 60000 Let me maintain myself. How can I have an apartment, right? and sustain myself for a year. That's why you see dudes in the league, Uber Eats, Uber drivers, all of that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even train how you want to train because you still got to work. So, everybody deserves to sustain themselves as human beings, bro. But that's that's emotions, and emotions don't fit in business. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, bro, if you're playing for the in-house, in- 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 right? You got Mike Trout and Otani, right? That's like $600 million between two people, right? Like, bro, they can fund the whole minor league system, just two guys. Now see that that I agree with. I
1: definitely think minor league should be paid. I definitely think that like at the base, like the, the minimum minor league should be forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. And then on a step up from that, it's sixty to seventy just for shits and giggles. And then, you know what I mean, as you go up, as you get closer to minors. I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, it's something that I, I mean, like Hector said, we're talking about billions of billions of billions of dollars that these these owners make you know that's old white money before you even owned a baseball team like you didn't buy a baseball team for 20 fucking cents you know you you owned it because or you bought it because you made billions of dollars before it even fucking started so i i definitely think that that that's something you know and it's something that's always kind of bugged me about baseball farm systems in general is that you're going to go out and you're going to you know legally recruit guys from the Dominican Republic or countries in the Caribbean or overseas when they're like 14 years old and then throw them into these minor league systems where you're not paying them and you're not like th- That's, that's modern day slavery.
0: So then yeah. get them their first contract, which is a, eh, you know, four year, 30, 40, $50 million dollar contract. And, and they're making billions off of the
1: player. Well, that's that's exactly it. That's what I'm saying is, is that you, you know, you, you put these guys through hell for so long, and, you know, the, the ones who fly through the farm systems or don't even go through there are the .00001% of freakish, ungodly athletes, you know, that you could yeah. never imagine being if you rolled the dice perfectly every time, you know, yeah. but... <sighs> There's a lot there's a lot to that lockout. There's a lot to the negotiations, you know, especially now. Hector and I said well, I can't wait to see nukes launch. The
0: one thing that I can Yeah, about- I'm just glad for baseball. One baseball is back, but there's a lot of and ifs when it comes to baseball being back. Like we said, like right now, they're not testing for steroids. So what's gonna happen? People are going to start taking steroids again. Then they're going to ban those people from making the Hall of Fame while Rob Manfred makes the Hall of Fame, and they get shunned just like Barry uh, um, Bonds, Roger Clemens, uh, uh, and shit. We'll throw Pete Rose and Shula and Joe Jackson in there, too, because they should be in the Hall of fucking Fame. But... And then, and then baseball will rejuvenate with the amount of money they make off with of these bombardments of home runs and fast pitching, and then it's another whole cycle.
2: Yeah, I mean, does will ever see baseball? Everybody knows it, like, yeah, like actor said it before. St. Louis, Missouri. Like I've never, like, never been. Hopefully, I get suck. to go someday, but sucks. Nothing cool you know, there. Like, exactly, you know what I'm saying? So. You had the whole entire country tuned in to St. Louis, Missouri. Then Oakland is cool, but it's not L.A. But, you know, there's people from California that, you know, they they bang hard for Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Bay Area and all of that. You had the whole country paying attention to the Bay Area, to Oakland, of all places, right? Places people don't care about, right? Chicago and the curse. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That still has not been broken. So... Here we are, you know, here, 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 however the map goes, you know, paying attention because of home runs. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great things going on, you know, in baseball at the time, but what was fascinating, these big 60, 70 home run hitters. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta know what's going on, bro. Like it's like the you don't think the police know the drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? You know what's going on. But mm-hmm. if it benefits you, are you gonna look the other way? Yes, you will. And they just won't look the other way, but they have the power to still lay down the law on you. You know what I'm saying? Barry should be in the Hall of Fame, non-negotiable. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's the home run king, he's one of the greatest kids on top, and he brings it. You know what I'm saying? Still rights, don't help, being black, don't my help. my thing is my thing is
0: regardless of how anyone looks at it whether you are okay with the steroid era, not okay with the steroid era, you know, cheating, not cheating, whatever. It is and forever will be a part of history. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the Hall of Fame, and I've said this before on previous episodes, And you go up to the Hall of the Baseball Hall of Fame. It says for the accomplishments on the field, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: not what you did to get there, not what you did off the field that got you booted, not nothing. What you did on the field. So, to me, Pete Rose, all-time hit leader, and what he did on the field should be in the Hall of Fame, regardless of the fact that he betted on himself to win. That's neither here nor there.
1: As a manager, yeah.
0: Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Mark McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame. Because you know why? They turned the cheek for baseball to rejuvenate itself. And they went and made you money. And they wish it in their career that was part of history. And that that's that's it.
2: Mike dropped. Mm-hmm. Do you feel separate, Lizzo? So? I mean, I'm with him. You know, it's about like Pete Rose. He bet on himself as a manager, but you can go to the, you can go to the Hall of Fame as a manager as well. Uh You know, so if you can go both ways, he should be at least admitted one way, and you know, maybe not as a manager. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, man, baseball has its politics. Baseball is always gonna pay attention to what they want to pay attention to. and whatever benefits them at the moment. Um, they know, you know, and it's all about who keeping your secrets, uh, who you're paying to keep your secrets. Um, it's a friendship. It's a cult. They, they, it's a cult. Ortiz, David Ortiz, obviously played it well. You know what I'm saying? He he, he was he was the president of, of, of he was the mayor of Boston. He was outside hugging and kissing babies, and he got in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, six home. You runs gotta in be like You he gotta had be like. He hit six home runs in Minnesota. You know what yep. I'm saying? Then he goes to – and he wasn't a big poppy in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He was not. He was he was, he was David with a capital D <laughs> and a capital O Ortiz. That's it. You know what I'm saying? He was number six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was, and he was, and he was ass cheeks.
0: And he was you know tiny.
2: He was skinny.
0: Tiny. He was
2: skinny on that he team. He was slimmer. He was starving. He's Numanus, bro. What you mean? We just spoke about that. <laughs> He's yeah. starving, bro. Yeah. He's starving, man. He wasn't eating good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He eating good in Boston. He's he getting money. He's a multi-millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So of course, you know, that's what I'm saying. They gave him all that good good. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what it on phones to, bro. Like it's all about, like I said, Aaron Boone, bro. That that surprised me. But look, like, the Yankees, I don't think i have ever had a – like, have they have a minority manager? Like, what they – like, Tony, Tony Pena should have been there. I'm saying Carlos Beltran would have saved himself for that situation he got into. And he – I feel like he was a good fit after he retired. I'm saying to, to take over. He was well-respected. He was a vet. You know, he's a young guy, moving with the times. Girardi was cool, but he, he – you know, his era came to an end. Boom yep. – Boone is, is based off what, bro? A home run? That's old. Like, Boone was a terrible baseball player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh,
0: yeah. He's just known for the Yankees for that fucking, what was it, the 0-3 home run?
2: Bro, mm-hmm. Yankeeography, bro. Like, that's what he's known for, bro. Yeah, that's bro. Yankee classics. Michael K. Michael K. Blew his career up. Yeah, blew his career up, bro. And that's all it is, bro. Like, think about it. As a coach, like, being out there... Like, you got to be able to do everything you ask your players to do or have done it. So, for me, I can confidently tell you anything I've asked you to do, I've done it at a high level. Boone has never performed at a high level. He's just not. And he's not going to coach at a high level. You know what I'm saying? He went from broadcasting to being a coach of the New York Yankees. Were there other candidates? I wish they would release the, the Hispanic, Latin candidates, black candidates. So you don't see – many black players, you don't see many black coaches, you don't see many Latino coaches in the whole system, bro. And think about it. Everybody is ahead of the Yankees, bro. Who have and it's funny that you money. say
0: that because people, people are trying to say that maybe uh maybe Jeter becomes the new head coach. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I see. I don't
1: see it it's funny you bring this shit up. Cause I just said this shit on an episode the other day to Hector. There was two weeks ago, maybe last week, but this is the fucking, this is the cycle that baseball falls into. It gets dull. It gets boring. It's losing viewers. It's dying. It doesn't have the kids. And then CBA negotiations and craziness and, you know, steroid error. And then we're going to have another year or two where that's the same thing and all of that. We see an uptick, so on and so forth. And I said to Hector the same thing. I said, it's time because you're not letting everybody have fun. And I said, it's honestly, it's this old white rules baseball that frankly, and, and not to be the white guy saying shit like this, but you don't want the colored kids to have fun. And that's why we're not letting bat flips. That's why we're not letting celebrations. That's why we're not doing these things as a baseball culture that allows fun, that allows growth, that allows forward fucking progress. Because from the very core of its system, we're stuck 80 fucking years ago. And then we wonder why that we get into these positions. We wonder why, you know, because we're not fixing the core, because we're hiring the same people that do the same things and that are 80 years
0: old. And, and literally, God forbid, literally, they just you know, hired a you know, fucking... The fucking because yeah. he smacked
1: a fucking grand slam. God forbid we'll let it them go like, out there and have fun. You
2: yeah, know, it's, 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 it sounds like America. You know, these, these old fucks ruling the country. You know, yeah. and it's the same thing, bro. It, it starts from the top. The Knicks with Dolan, you know, just just hires white men to make dumb decisions and let them own New York teams. You know, that's what it looks like <laughs> from every yeah. single team across New York. And I just feel it's just something that it's there. You see the players' lines. you see a lot of guys, CC Sabathia. Um, what's yeah, david
1: price have facial hair for god's
2: sakes yeah that, God, i mean think God. about it bro that's old um you know no hair past your your neck i think it is or mm. your shoulder like it's a bunch so... of stupidity bro and it's it, it's it's you know white supremacy at its finest you know and it, it, it it, that's just, one thing if, if, yeah. if, if it's if it's one
0: thing that everyone can agree on is as much as we all love the Yankees and we are Yankee fans and whatnot, mm-hmm. the Yankees is that team in the MLB that is and will ever forever mm-hmm. most be the most racist. Yes, I'm glad you said it. Of course, I- no, a hundred percent. We, I'm sorry, I love my New York Yankees and we win chicks but. We're racist as fuck. Have you ever eaten that chicken? And we discri- And I won't even say it's—it's it's not more of racist. It's more just discriminative. Yeah. yeah. It's like eating that. That's—that's more of a broader sense of just racism. It, they're
2: just discriminative. But I mean, you—you you, heard—you heard the Grippy story. Oh,
0: Grippy said, had... said, "Hands down, if—if." If, no one wanted to sign him, and the only contract was the Yankees. He would retire. He
2: would retire. And that's, like, Griffey is the most, probably the most beloved baseball players ever. And why lie? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't lie about it. But, you know, I forgot. I think it was, like, Craig Nettles' son or something like that. But, you know, uh, his, his dad told him, like, listen, you know, that's how they are. You know, I, I'm too old and tired to be fighting this fight. You know, now you're up. And he killed the Yankees every chance he got. But that just goes to show you from the system, you know, to allow that. Like Griffey was Griffey Sr. was a player on the team. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had their kids on the field pregame. You know, yeah. working out, throwing around, whatever. The fact that they singled him out, bro, like that's only one story that we've heard. I'm sure there's hundreds of them that we that are unheard, and untold. But that's the scary thing. That's why people hate me because I want to live on the front of the truth, not the back of it. You know what I'm saying? And call it what it is. You know, baseball, think about it five, six percent. NFL, 70 75 percent black. Uh, NBA, you know, 80 I have 80 85 percent black, black. NFL, I'm same thing. Yes, yeah, so so, yeah. I mean, bro, if, if you make it more appealing, like people are going to want to play. Like I said, OBJ, LBJ, like. These people are bigger than like NFL players wear helmets. And you know OBJ when you see him. You'd be you excited to see him, bro. You're not excited to see my crowd. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. You're just not, bro. Like the kids from the like the humble, that's what they love. They like, and it's funny, my, my coach in, in Austria I said it one time played the game the right way. One of my boy Albert Dominguez, shout out to him. He pimped the whole run. He everybody's I'm like, yo, shout out. Like we're we're both the best players on this team. Like, what are you guys talking about? You know what I'm saying? Play again the yeah. right day. What does that even mean? Like, mm-hmm. baseball's not even an Austrian sport. Like, you, know you guys are watching <laughs> right. Major League Baseball too much, and, and, and you're listening to the commentators. Wherever you're getting from, but listen, you got some shit smoked. Throw a better pitch next time, all right? Mm-hmm. Or figure it out. Or don't pitch. I You told- got your shit
1: rocked. I don't like that. I want the MLB to stand for Menace League Baseball. I want motherfuckers to jack home runs and be pointing the bat at the pitcher the entire fucking way around the bases. I want strikeouts where the fucking pitchers, like, fucking throw the the little fucking flower bag at the fucking batters. Like, I want menace. I want team celebrations at the plate. I want coordinated. Like, I want menace league baseball. Like, I think that's the way forward. Like, all right, maybe i take it to the extreme and maybe throwing at players is probably the wrong way to go and I respect that. But, like, that's the whole point, though. It's this whole, mm. okay, hit a home run. And like, I, fuck you know, it. Like, slugs baseball. That's what I'm saying. I want, like, like I said, I want to hit a home run. I want to see a team, you know, a player hit a home run around the bases and at home there's, like, some – Stupid fucking cheesy coordinated dance or whatever the fuck celebration, you know, like the NFL in the end zones. I want some dumbass, like fucking everyone gets on the ground, you're rowing the boats. Like, I want some dumbass shit like that. Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, they need Menace League Baseball in order to save baseball. Otherwise, it's going to be the same old bullshit that you're 80 years old and you watch. And you know, it's like golf, you hit a home run, and that's what they want. They want the little, you know, two finger clap, and that's. Fucking stupid.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think many kids aspire to be, I mean, be Mike Trout. You know what I'm saying? It's the cool yeah. thing to do, but. You want to be honest, ten- it's, 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 that's it's, who I want to be. It's, that's a fact, you know. You want to be young, fun, and excited, you know what I'm saying? And with these guys and these kids, like, baseball is expensive now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cheaper to play basketball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I read an article about a kid, he was one of the top players in the country, and he, he switched over to football. Now he's playing D1 football, but he was just tired of being the black kid. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you, this time in boarding school, I was the only black person, like, in within that vicinity. There was no other black player on the other team, nor a black parent in sight. So, mm-hmm. like, I literally was just zoned out and focused on the game. I mean, but imagine being in Austria. Like, it's like all these Austrians and, and Germans and, And all these other people and, like, all the imports, whether we're Dominican or Venezuelan or wherever you're from, like, we were the the color players. But even in Austria, there's, like, this racial undertone, you know, with the refugees and all that stuff going on. So you don't really escape it, bro. People are still ultra-aggressive and assume that you're whatever you are just because of your skin color. So it still happens. Baseball... Will it ever change? Who knows? Maybe not in our lifetime. But hopefully we can speak about it and have these conversations and maybe be the change that we want to see. But if yeah, kids in the hood you know if kids in the hood ain't playing baseball, you know what I'm saying we, we play basketball, we're throwing the football around, we go into the league, we're going to those leagues.
0: So with the last ten minutes or so that or fifteen minutes or so that we got with the episode, um, we're gonna flip it over to some football and talk about some craziness that's been going on in this free agency before the season starts. Oh Yeah, Russell
2: Wilson got traded. I didn't see that coming. That was
1: crazy. I didn't. I did, and I didn't. I saw him getting traded, but I, I have to say, the Broncos surprised me. I didn't. I didn't see that. I know. I know Hector was talking about it. I know Chaz was talking about it that we had on a few weeks ago, but I didn't see the Broncos not from a mile away.
2: What do you guys think about Danny Dimes? <laughs>
1: He's cheap, right? Yeah, fuck trash.
0: Well, well, let's talk about the Giants real quick. The Giants have been making yeah. some small moves. Uh, obviously, they got Mitch Trubisky,
2: uh-huh.
0: which, which I really don't know why. Yeah, sequence of boom. Min- a boss. I agree, man. I called it that. What did I say? I said, you know what? Saquon got all the potential in the world. He got all the potential in the world. But you know what? If he goes out and plays another bum season like he just did, he is a bust now. And now he's a boss. Saquon's a bust, Hector's been on it. He
1: he's been saying if he keeps getting hurt, what's the point? You can be athletic, yeah. you can run, you can catch, you can be as amazing as you want to be, but if you can't play the game, how good are you? What are uh, you Are worth? there are there running backs
2: that had a slow start in their career that got better over a period of time like uh, I mean, I mean I guess, man, maybe I just to the the right look center. Center. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like he's too much of a bouncer. he's too much of a bouncer and an He outside needs to guy. stop popping around. Yeah. He needs to stop jumping over
0: people and making those risks because his ankles. That's what it is. It's his ankles and his knees. He's doing all this janky shit and twisting around and turning and doing all this flashy. I get it. Once in a while, if you can do the hoopla and the boob of the boob and you make someone look stupid for a touchdown, all for it. But to try to do it every single down,
2: not possible. I can't handle it. So was so o b j finishes out on top, right, so now does he is he the bad guy that he was paying out to be in in New York and Cleveland and in-
0: I don't think he was paying out to be the bad guy in New York. I think he was paying out to be more of the bad guy in Cleveland, but in in New York, he kind of set himself up in New York. Eli was on the way out. He was getting frustrated. New York Giants being the racist-ass fucking organization that they are needed to point the blame on someone. So what better else than the fucking disgruntled wide receiver? And then they gave him the money and ousted him. That's what happened in, 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 in the Giants situation. But I think he ended up being the bad guy in Cleveland.
1: Mm-hmm. So I was outspoken. As anti OBJ, as mm-hmm. it's his fault the reason it didn't work out in the Giants and the Browns, and since I have amended my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I think that he was in a situation of being young, dumb, and full of cum, and in one of the brightest spotlights on planet Earth, which is mm-hmm. the center of the new uh, of the known universe, New York City, you know, mm-hmm. and, and New York sports, so. I think he fell victim to that early in his career and it became hard for him to break that until, shockingly enough, he goes to the other center of the universe, L.A., and is able to. Do I think that he's as good as everybody says? Absolutely not. I think he's a great wide receiver, but I think like the catch and New York in and of itself made him to be this— oh my god, no one's better than OBJ. Ah, okay, is he in the top of the league? Sure. But is he the next coming of Jerry Rice? No, pump the brakes. So, do I think it was his fault that it failed? No, there is a lot going on in New, or in New York, and, and Cleveland is a god-awful shit show. But um, But I don't think he's as blameless. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's completely wiped the way of blame. But I will say, like, 70% of it is for sure, if not, like, 80. At least for me. And I was like, it's all OBJ's fault. Like, at the beginning of all this, I'm like, bro, it's you. You suck.
0: I can't believe,
1: you know, so. I was was, on
0: the whole other spectrum. I was fighting Zach on this whole thing. I'm like, Zach, you're wrong on this. You're wrong on this. And I'll I'll stand
1: on it. I'll stand on what I said and I'll I'll tell you that I've recanted 70% of it. I think
0: But I do believe, I do believe that OBJ has shown his true colors. He is not a number one receiver. He is a fantastic and elite number two.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he thrives. A, I think he's matured a lot since his New York days, and B, I think I agree with Hector. and We've talked about this. I do think he is the perfect Robin. I don't think he's a very good Batman.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he needs. I mean, in New York, he had pieces around him, um, and I think the other pieces around him make him better. Like if the attempt, like him and Saquon, wasn't going to work. I think he was there for a year. Saquon was he? I I really wanted that to work, though. I really wanted it to work. work. But nonetheless, man, um, they it just teams with a lot of money that suck. Like the Knicks are still more expensive to see than any team ever. I don't even want to talk about them, bro. I don't even want to talk about them. You know, but I'm just for the sake of the ticket pricing and what it is, and like the Mets had a a great season. Well, kind of a good season, but you can go to Citi Field and have a greater time for. You know, you you twenty-five you, Yeah, when you pay Yankee Stadium money in City Field, you're gonna get a hundred-level seat. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna have a great time, and you're gonna be much closer. You're gonna enjoy yourself. But all of this is just about money, greed, power, and white supremacy. And as long as that rules, which none of those things are the root of the sport. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, guys are playing baseball and sports for free. You know what I'm saying? But hey, now you want me to put my life and my body and my livelihood on the line? And pay me at least let me sustain myself at least let me pay my my rent in the off season so that way i have a home to go to after the season is over you know what i'm right. saying so we're just talking about uh, you know morals and principles and ethics but ethically is it the right thing to do but business wise who gives a fuck
1: yeah it's all about the money it's all about the money but yeah, honestly, I'm excited to see the AFC West go wild. I don't know if you guys have been tracking all of the moves. I know we kind of brought it up before with Russell Wilson to Denver, but that that division's gonna go if all four teams could make the playoffs, all four of those teams
0: would make the playoffs. Like I, the, I feel like guys, the Raiders want on themselves, but
1: maybe. I don't know. They're the they're definitely at the bottom of the list, even below the Broncos, but the moves that the Chargers have been making. That
2: defense is gonna be dumb. Do you think Rogers plays out this contract?
0: So apparently Rogers signed a three year, hundred and fifty million dollar contract, which technically equals out two because it adds in the years that he currently signed. So technically he only signed a two year, like hundred and twenty five million dollar contract, some bullshit like that. Oh, I um that- so, he paying, he makes a lot of money in, in the last three years with an yeah. opt-out after, like, a year and a half or some shit. Yeah. I say yes,
1: he does, especially since Brady's back. Yeah. Fuck all. Rodgers is not retiring before Brady yeah. officially, like, for good, retires. Yeah. So, yeah, I say he does, especially if So, you,
0: so you think this is Brady's last dance? I don't, I don't know. He re- just tried re- to pull. I don't. I, he just tried to pull a fake Michael Jordan and re- and unretire. People were like, he unretired, bro. You, you took a vacation for a month and a week. That's all that shit was. <laughs> you took a vacation. That's not a retirement. You took a vacation for forty days. That do not tell me. Oh, he's Michael Jordan coming back from two years to win three chips. No, motherfucker. You were just a previously camp who had lost. Your wife yelled at you. You said, I'm gonna retire. Then you got tired of your wife nagging after a month and a half, and you were like, fuck that. I'm going back to the field.
1: You saw them gas prices and knew he could not have a
0: job. <laughs> <laughs> And I said what I said. Yeah, See, I don't Tampa, know,
1: man. He, Tampa took their gas car back. Yo, for <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I, as a Jets fan, I, I pray to God it's his last year. I'm so tired of Tom Brady, man. He has ruined 90% of my life. He, is, he, he fucked is me up. Situation.
0: I was so happy. I was so ready for a season with no Tom Brady. Ugh. Oh, yeah.
2: If I was an NFL player, I'd be filling gas tanks right now. Like if I was a millionaire like that, I'd just be at the gas station filling gas. I like need some gas. You know what I'm saying, do a gas drop or something. Yeah, yeah he's too busy
1: trying to come back and play. <laughs> ah yeah. uh, shit, gentlemen. I don't have much more to talk about. Hector, how about yourself? All right. So, Zo, before we let you go, brother, let him know again. Where to find you, all the things, you know, uh, slice of success or slice of excellence. I, I apologize. Let them know where to, uh, where to
2: find everyone, where you can donate and stuff, man. So, listen, uh, you can donate on our website, at sliceofexcellence.org. Um, any, any donation over $150 gets you a Nike Dry Fit Slice of Excellence shirt. Nice. Um, follow us on Instagram at Slice of Excellence. Uh, we're doing great work, uh, we're doing financial literacy as well. Um, where I'm going to different schools and different centers and talking financial literacy, so I'm using that platform to spread, um, you know, financial awareness. Uh, really quick, what is pizza of? Dough, all right, just stick on dough, right? And what do you call money? Yeah. So that's the talking dough series right there. So, you know, we we order pizza and we talk money, you know, so that's my way of, of getting into the community and ensuring that people are, are being uh, financially educated. Um, you know, coach underscore zone, underscore 25 is where you can catch my baseball motivation and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Conversations Zone.
1: Love it, man. I love it. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Uh, we'll definitely continue talking and, and have you on Thank again you in me. the future.
2: But you.
1: Uh, as far as us. I mean, everyone, if you don't know where the fuck to find us, then why are you even listening? Like, just Google breaking down the tape. Like, come
0: on, man. (laughs) Uh, Hector, I'll let you do your thing. Follow my man, Kozo. Good time to have you on here. It's been a long time coming. Great to see you from shit. You're doing your thing from back in the day, man. It's, It's great to see guys that I've grown up with still doing their thing. Stay tuned for next week. Stay tuned for tomorrow live. Breaking down the tape with a bunch of our new uh, members. James from uh, uh, Pound for Pound. We got a new member. It's just Chaz doing our wrestling episode, and also we got Brayden No Bull Sports. Brayden No Bull Sports will be hosting tomorrow's episode. Stay tuned. Get on YouTube, Twitch. And it's gonna be everywhere. Everything. It's going down, motherfuckers. We, I upgraded,
1: we upgraded in this bitch. For now, we're going to be able to stream to Twitch and YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all at the same time. It's not just three places you can find us everywhere. Hector, I kind of stole your thing, so I'm going to let you do it again so I don't talk over you.
0: We sell what we said.